Welcome to Back on the Broomstick, a modern witch's spoken word grimoire, where two witchy friends from way back are reconnecting to their pagan roots after a long period of mundanity. We're rewalking the path of the wise and trying out all the latest spells, rituals, and magical theory in today's witchcraft and pagan practices. So grab your wand and your incense, your cauldron and your crystals, and join us as we get Back back on on the Broomstick. Thanks for joining us for episode 21. I'm Layla. And I'm Shell. And today we are going to talk about a message that we've received. We get emails, we get Instagram messages, and this one we wanted to actually address. So this came uh, from one of our, our Instagram followers. Super cute, I just got to say. Okay, so we got this message. We'll say it's from AJ who admittedly said that uh, they just came across our podcast. Hey, AJ. <laughs> wanted to hunt us down. You know you know how many people, Layla, how many people want to hunt us down? I feel uh, like- A lot, and I'm really sorry I'm behind on the emails. If you've emailed me recently <laughs> and I haven't gotten back to you, it'll be a day or two. Festival season is here, man. I'm busy. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. We'll get there. But AJ has some questions and some stories, so we're going to dive into this real quick. She asked if we could actually do an episode about this. So we've decided that tonight we're going to talk about your abilities, channeling your psychic inner, abilities, your, your psychic abilities, channeling your inner, inner abilities. So we want to kind of touch on some channeling your psychic ability stuff, as well as kind of addressing uh, AJ's message. So this is going to be great. I think so too, especially because this is one of the most common questions that I would get from students. Whenever somebody would start in one of our classes, Shell, they all want to know, how psychic am I? Do I have this ability? Or the other option is, we hear the, I've had A, B, and C happen. Does that mean I have psychic abilities? And my answer to those people is, Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, you do have psychic ability. Everybody has a psychic ability. I mean, how often, especially when you're a kid in school, Shell, how often were you sitting in class and you could feel someone stare at you? All the time. All right? the time. Or how often could you stare at someone to get them to turn around and look at you? <laughs> I still do that now. <laughs> right? That's a psychic ability that we all have that we all kind of take for granted. And so I think that there are a few things that a person can do in order to enhance those abilities or to control those abilities. Like in the case of AJ here, she's having a little bit of trouble and it seems like maybe they're running away with her and she'd like to have a little help learning how to be more in control of that ability. And I think that's one thing that folks who are new to witchcraft and magic and all that that is, once you kind of light that spark it's like a firecracker. Things are kind of pinging all over. And it's like, almost like you are all of a sudden aware of all these things. And it's almost overwhelming. I think if we can cover some steps to kind of help, then we're doing our part. And the things that someone can do if you have a psychic ability and you're kind of having these experiences are the exact same thing that you can do if you would like to develop psychic ability or to develop a talent that you're not sure if you even have. Now, I know you have the most excellent, relatable analogy, so throw it on us. Talk to me about the <laughs> baseball analogy, because I know uh, you've got one. Yes, I do. This is one I used to use a lot back in my tarot reading days, because very often I'd be doing a tarot party, and people would be like, oh my gosh, this is so cool how you can do this. You must be so special to be able to read tarot. 
Not really. I mean, Not I love really. you, but... <laughs> exactly though that's the thing and that's what I would tell them is no I'm not special and I would relate it to baseball because everyone can play baseball some people are born with an excess of talent and they can seemingly pick up a bat and a ball and are instant superstars seemingly without ever having to practice other people have to work really really hard to get to that point but they can still get to that point and then the rest of us kind of fall in varying ways but everyone, no matter who you are, whether you're differently abled, no matter who you are, you can play baseball in some way. Practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect. It just takes work. And that's the same thing with with psychic abilities or divination or, or what yes. have you. Practice makes perfect. The more you do it, the better you're going to be at it, just like with baseball. In my family, and I think in yours too, Shell, women's intuition was a really big thing. Oh, my yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. my spiritual grandmother, who was very Christian, but also very much believed in spiritualism and ghosts and uh, divination. I mean, she gave me my first tarot deck. Um, she was very big on women's intuition. And if she had an inkling that something would happen, she would vocalize it. My family history is more, I, I used to call it superstitions, you know, God forbid you drop a butter knife in my grandma's house, because if you drop a butter knife, someone's coming. I think it was something like if you dropped a fork, it was someone with ill intent. And if it was a butter knife, it was just someone was coming. Like there was like this whole scheme to it, depending on what you dropped. Or the other thing is, don't stand behind my grandma when she's cooking. Or you're getting salt in your eye because you put a pinch of salt in the dish, you put a pinch of salt over your shoulder. These are the people that thought I was crazy when I got into witchcraft, but boy, <laughs> were they sure doing witchy stuff, I'll tell you. They really did. And let's go to AJ's DMs. Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. So AJ sent the message and kind of starts off with um, when she was young, her dreams would come true in some way, shape or form. You know, there's many types of, of psychic abilities. And this is absolutely one of them. There was uh, the Claire's, as we like to call them. <laughs> yes, I actually got that from a book that we'll talk a little bit here um, later that I'm also going to recommend. It's called Psychic Witch. And it's by Matt Aurin. Uh, and we'll get into that a little bit. But the term Claire's, I think, is his term to describe this group of different types of psychic ability. So there's the Claire audience. That's when you hear things whatever that may be, divinatory information. There is Claire Augustus, which means tasting. That is not something I am personally familiar with, but is definitely a thing. I have never heard of that until we started researching this. I have never heard of Claire Augustus or, well, I have heard of Claire Tangency, but I'd never heard it called that. That was psychometry. Claire Tangency is psychometry. So I've never heard it called that. So some of these were new to me. Which by the way, um, Claire Tangency is through touch. So some people get it through touch. There is the clear empathy, which is through emotion, which I think that a lot of people have and don't realize um, is, is the clear, uh, the clear empathy. Yes. There's the clairvoyance seeing again. I think clairvoyance is, is something that a lot of folks experience that's seeing things um, apparitions, things of that nature, like say when my grandpa comes and visits me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
there's the claircognizance. That's a big one. That is just kind of knowing that intuition, that gut feeling, that sense when you're in a situation and you know it's a bad situation. You know, it's it's just that that sixth sense. And if you're having dreams like AJ is, now AJ described several different dreams that she had had. And those could be a type of claircognizance or clairvoyance. Depending on how she's receiving these dreams, they could be clear empathy. We're not really sure. It doesn't really matter. This is where I think journaling comes in. You know, she had a situation where there was a tiger in a dream um, and, and woke up actually with some scratches. I would take that more as symbolism. What is the symbolism of the tiger? Um, how did you feel during that experience in the dream? jot down those feelings and, and, you know, what you felt from that tiger. That's important. I actually want to stop you right there and, and mention how you feel about the tiger. Shell, you nailed that one because as someone who has done dream interpretation in the past and also has worked with hypnotic symbolism to work with people in alpha states, there are universal symbols. We all have some things that are very, very common, but no matter how common a symbol is, it is always highly personal what it means to you in a vision state or in a dream state. So if you're looking up online, what does a tiger mean? you'll find that it can mean strength, it can mean protection, it can mean it's trying to protect you from danger. It could be, maybe that was that's her feline, um, her feline strength, maybe that's her spirit, maybe that's part of her magic, or it could be something entirely different. You need to write it down, like Shell said, and really write how you felt about it. Were you scared of the tiger? Were you not scared of the tiger? Did a look in the tiger's eye catch your attention? you know, write down all those little details before it disappears from you, because those are the things that are important. And that's what's going to help you interpret your visions. And then she she kind of goes on about a couple of different dreams where um, she actually dies in the dream or is about to die in the dream. And I think, again, symbolism and writing it down um, and kind of seeing where you can kind of connect those dots. You know, in one of her specific stories, she talked about shortly after the dream of death, she was evicted from a house. You know, sometimes death isn't death, first of all. It could just be the end of a phase, the start of a new one. You know, you're closing one door as another one opens. So I think a lot of, especially with, with AJ's message specifically, a lot of it is about symbolism and what, what do these events symbolize to you and how do they make you feel? So I think those ones kind of go into maybe a change in life. For me personally, I saw those two visions um, and I'm going to read them just a little bit here because I thought those were actual visions that she had of the future that read very much to me like she was seeing a future possibility. But because she changed her actions, those possibilities didn't come through. And that kind of gets to a point um, that I want to talk about. But the first dream, she had a dream about a house in particular that was killing her family one by one. Every time she would wake up, she kept going back to the same dream. Years later, she moved into the house that she had dreamed about. So she had what seemed like a nightmare. It was actually a premonition of a house that she moved into. She says that she remembered the dream when she moved in. But the weird part is, is that her neighbor told her that her landlord had been trying to sneak in the back door while she was gone. And so because of the intervention of this neighbor, I think that prevented what could have been a very nasty situation. So personally, I felt like that was an actual premonition. I felt the same way about her second vision she talks about where one night she was taking the garbage out and, and was stopped by a vision while she was awake. 
She saw a bright light, saw a stop sign, heard screaming and a car braking. And she says she refused to drive for a month after that vision. And I think in both of those cases, those were actual clairsentience. I think she was actually having visions of the future. Where she changed the outcome. She changed the outcome. And that's another thing I used to tell tarot clients is the future is not set. I mean, I do think some events are, but that's for a different podcast. But the future for the most part is not set. Just by learning, you know, talking to a tarot reader or doing your own meditation or divination and learning of something, if you change your behaviors, you can change that outcome. And I think that's what happened there. And it would really depend on how she felt about them. What did the vision look like to her? Did it look like a future vision or did it feel more like a symbolism? Because exactly like Shell said, this could be a symbolic death where all these changes are happening. And it's really going to depend on how the person having the vision, you know, really works through and pays attention to those details and figures that out for themselves. Now, a couple of things that I think would help is you know, you want to do things like grounding, cleansing, again, journaling, especially for AJ. I know you're out there listening, girl, journal this stuff. You know, you want to do some circling, some protection, you know, these kinds of things that get you to get you to be in some feel good space. And damn, AJ should have journaled this because she says she had had a dream where um, she saw something happening in the water and she was all upset. She woke up having this dream about something bad happening in the water. And that same day was when the Titan, the submersible that ended up unfortunately imploding, went into the water. And so if you write these things down, the date, the time, how you felt, what you saw, you can start to look back through it and see where you were right. Right. That 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 self-affirmation, that yes. self-affirmation. Those self-affirmations are so important. You know, like Shell said, the first things that we teach people, some of the first lessons you learn when you come into a coven or when you come into a magical group is how to Grounding. ground. Grounding. <laughs> Cleanse and protect your shit, right? I mean, those are the first things you learn. Control your own energy, you know? Because the thing is, is that, you, you know, yeah, you can have these abilities, but you don't want them to take over your life. You know, I can't be, I can't be receiving messages when I'm working. I got a job to do. So, you know, you got to be able to kind of think of it as a light switch, kind of turn it on and turn it off. Yeah. So, you know, this, this grounding and cleansing, I, I think is really your best step one. And practice, practice, practice. I'd mentioned earlier a book that I'm currently reading, and there's actually a Reddit group right now with the author in that Reddit study group where they're going chapter by chapter. And the book is called Psychic Witch, A Metaphysical Guide to Meditation, Magic, and Manifestation. And it's by author Matt Aron. And it's really, really good. I'm very much enjoying it. As you go through it, there's actual workings that you should do as you go through it. AJ, this book would be a lifesaver for you, girl, because it has some great stuff in here. And one of the very first exercises that he has people do is to sit and relax. I would tell you to get into a meditative state and then count down from 100 to 1 and try to just focus on that. And it's more difficult than you think it is because getting into that meditative focused state can be hard for us. You know, we, we're all doing all these different things and bouncing from thing to thing. Kind of really focusing is difficult, but it, it's the first step towards being able to harness all of these abilities. Absolutely. Because, you know, again, otherwise it's just going to be coming at you just all day, every day. And, and, and it's, it's a lot. 
So you want to be able to kind of build up that light switch that you can turn on and off. Yes. And um, we've spoken before about grounding and meditation and what that is. Grounding is just a way where you can sit with yourself and let all the excess energy just kind of flow through you and literally into the ground. It's a great way if you're feeling jittery, if you're feeling nervous, or if you have excess energy after maybe doing a magical working, you kind of let that energy flow through you and just kind of let it go. Not so much that you're depleted, but just anything extra. You return that back to the earth and visualize that going back into everything. And it can be easy sometimes, and sometimes it can be hard. And, you know, also while you're doing that throughout that process, sometimes the message you get comes in a different form. And while you're kind of trying to do that cleansing and grounding, you get a clearer message of what the message is, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Oh, gosh, yes, absolutely. I can see that right now. You're totally right. Sometimes when you ground that excess energy, you're literally stripping away the things that are distracting you. And so that can make the message come through. It that clears the message up. Yeah, kind of clears the lines, basically. You know, I think that first and foremost, trust your damn intuition. I cannot say that enough. I, I think what made me feel bad about this whole message from AJ was the fact that she thought she was going crazy. I hate that. You're yeah, not that's crazy. a terrible feeling. It's You're a terrible not crazy. feeling. If anything, you just got some abilities that you just need to think of it as a wild horse. You know, you got to just put the saddle and the harness on and get that shit under control. You know, you, you just need to put some time and practice into getting it under control. And yes. whatever you do, do not think you are crazy because you are not. And I highly recommend learning a meditation that helps you get into an alpha state. Future Layla will either add a meditation at the end of this episode or I will write one out and put it in the show notes, or maybe both. I don't know. Depends on how busy I get this week with all the festival stuff. But what I want to talk to you about, AJ, and everyone else who wants to practice developing or harnessing their psychic ability, is you want to learn to love the alpha state. You want to learn to be able to get into an alpha state at will. And what an alpha state is, is your good way to describe it is the early morning stairs, Shell. You know, you wake yep, up in the morning, yep. you haven't had your coffee yet, and you're you're just kind of staring out the window, not really thinking about anything. You know, you're there, but you're not really there. That's yeah, <laughs> you're kind of you're kind of just like, huh, let me get acclimated to the day. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an alpha state. Uh, when you're driving and you're kind of on autopilot and your brain is just kind of going off somewhere and, and you're driving on autopilot and you miss your exit because, you know, you're, you're just driving on autopilot. That's an alpha state. So it's that kind of feeling. That is when you're able to tap into your subconscious. That's when you're better able to talk to that lizard child brain where all your magic ability resides. You're highly suggestible. This is when magic works. This is when you give yourself your affirmations. You give yourself, you know, I am a powerful witch. You know, I am calm and stress-free and able to handle anything that the world throws at me. This is when you really listen to those things. Your brain really wants to hear that and will remember it is when you're in this alpha state. So doing meditations to get here is a wonderful practice because then you can bring it up at will. Like in, in other episodes, we've talked about it's one thing to say, well, I'll just get into an alpha state and do it. And, you know, I can do it at the drop of a hat. And you can, but it takes practice and time to get there. 
just like being the star baseball player. That's right. That's right. And the next state is a theta state, which is you're more sleepy. You're not really conscious in that state. So the best place to do magic is at the high end of an alpha state, right before you get into a theta state. The high end of, of alpha, the low end of theta. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's a, that's a state where you're very calm. You're usually more relaxed. And, and that's an excellent place to begin any magical working. And like I said, I'll, do a, I'll have a meditation. We used to do a crystal countdown meditation, which I have no idea where I learned it back in the day. But uh, it was something that we would do to get into a light hypnotic state before we would do uh, magical workings and affirmations. And if you would like a good reference for a great crystal countdown to get you in an alpha state, um, definitely check out Lori Cabot's Power of the Witch. Um, it's the book that started it all. Um, that has a great uh, meditation in it to do the crystal countdown in the alpha state. So another good recommend. You know, I guess in conclusion, Shell, we both agree. Trust your intuition. Write your shit down in your book of shadows. Put as much detail as you can muster. Oh, and my favorite tip, read people you don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know it sounds counterintuitive, but if you choose to do a type of divination, if you choose to read palms or tea leaves or tarot cards or astrology, whatever you choose to do, please, 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 please read people you don't know and trust yourself. When you're reading them, just let it flow. Just let everything go through you. Don't worry about it. Don't question it. Just speak it. Everything let it be. Let it be natural because the more you don't think about it, probably the more accurate you're going to be. I cannot tell you how many times something came to me and I'm like, I am not saying that. And then I regretted it because right. it, it was perfect. So right. just say it, speak it. And if it's someone that you don't know, it's easier to do that because you have no preconceived notions. It's almost like there's less pressure. And there's less pressure. You know, like how many times have I called you and I am the most annoying friend on the planet, Layla. I need a tarot read, A, because I can't do it myself because I know myself too well. And then B, you're no help because you know me too well. Yeah. It's almost counterintuitive when I ask. It is. It's hard to read you because I have to preface a lot of it with, all right, Shell, I know we were just talking about XYZ, but XYZ came up in your reading. So I'm not sure if it's because I know that or if it's because it's here. Right. You don't have that problem with a person you don't know. Right, which kind of makes you, I think it's easier to hone your abilities with strangers, to be honest. I agree. I absolutely agree. Study, study, study. Practice, practice, practice. And absolutely trust yourself. Trust what you're saying and go with it. Now, I'm not saying, I know there's a whole TikTok controversy, particularly among tarot readers, with people just kind of throwing cards out and being like, well, I felt that this is what it meant. So I'm just going to say that. Wait, isn't that what we've done for like 30 years? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> but, but we've also still studied. I think there is still right. a responsibility. If you're reading it for yourself, do whatever you want. Do it your own damn way. Do it however it feels good to you if you're doing it for yourself. If you're doing it for another person, if you're writing about it, if you're speaking about it, please, please, please don't just throw shit out there because you can hurt people. You know, this people take this stuff very, very seriously and you need to respect that and you need to respect yourself and them enough to be responsible. One thing, you know, and I'm very guilty of is I have a boundary uh, with the public and I will not give a tarot customer any sort of, we'll call it death defying news. I feel that's irresponsible of me. 
and I, I just won't do it. It depends on the setting. If I have been hired to come do a tarot party for a client, I, I will talk about it. I won't say you are going to die. Right, I, right, 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 right. <laughs> but we'll talk about it. We'll talk about what it means. And I will mention to them, you know, there's some heavy shit coming up in the future. You know, let's let's discuss this. Are you ready for this? Are you prepared for this? See, yeah, that absolutely. I totally agree with that. But I, I, I am not the don't get in the car on the way home because you're going to crash. You know, I, <sighs> Well, there's ways to say that too. You can say, be cautious. You know, you can, you can warn someone to be cautious around cars, to be cautious driving. And I think that's important to say, um, but you can say that without scaring someone. So, so yes, you should maybe censor yourself a little bit and think about what you say before you say it, because you don't want to just be, Hey, your husband's cheating on you. Right. Because, <laughs> but you could say something to the effect of, you know, maybe you and your husband should have a talk. Maybe you and your spouse really need to have a heart to heart. And so there's ways to be ethical about it, things that you would learn if you were studying with someone. So I, I really think that studying and paying attention and journaling, all these things are so important, particularly journal, if you're going journal, to journal and a journal is what's going to lead you to your first book of shadows. That's right. That's right. Or if you're, you know, hey, little witchlings, if you already have a book of shadows, write all your divinations, your thoughts, your dreams, put them down in there and you'll be surprised at how many are true. You know, people always ask, what do you put in a book of shadows? This is the type of thing. This is exactly the type of thing. Everything that interests you, anything that you want to, and definitely all of your practices and all your exercises. So AJ, I hope we kind of touched on your questions and, and gave you a little bit of clarity. We appreciate all the love from you. But for, for tonight, I think we're just going to hop back on the broomstick and take a little ride. Thank you all so much for joining us. If you have questions like AJ, please send us a DM on Instagram. Our Instagram is back on the broomstick. Or send us an email at backonthebroomstick at gmail.com. And thank you everyone who has sent in your veiling pictures. We'll put a couple of those up on the Instagram here soon. And uh, I'm looking forward, Shell, to the next couple episodes because one we of got them some will, good stuff coming we do and one of them we're going to be recording live while i'm doing a workshop at the wonderful brushwood folklore center for the serious rising festival so i'm very excited to be a presenter there this year and uh, can't wait to hear everybody's witchy stories and get some new voices on the podcast and we'll actually i'll be joining you via zoom and we will be uh this 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 live stuff is going to be great. I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm excited. I think we're going to talk covens. We're going to talk more magic. I mean, we have a lot coming up. This is a very exciting summer. Maybe we might even have a, a special guest up our sleeve. Maybe more than one. I'm pretty excited. Stay tuned. Keep it witchy.